chased around. Like, really gets hurt. Something like gets caught and shit. Like throws the lady off the waterfall. Welcome into the Cosponita sponsored fantasy <laughs> Dream Team Fantasy Podcast. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I do what I want. Uh, I would need more effort if you're gonna do a Cartman one. <laughs> you, that, come on, you gotta give me better effort. On that one. Like I don't have much more effort now. left in myself right now. No, dog. okay. Uh, yeah, we're coming July 5th. Chowder is <laughs> He drank heavy for America yesterday. America birthday. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but ask him what he drank. Uh, what, what, what did you drink? Some vodka. Russian. It's not the time, man. It is not I was drinking John Daly's, dog. I was drinking John Daly's. Mm. It's an Arnold Palmer, but with vodka. I don't even know if John Daly's an American. John Daly's a true American. Uh. See, sugary drinks. That's why you can't drink today. You would have been fine. It's not even sugary, dog. I got the light lemonade. <laughs> Still sugar. The light. <laughs> Still plenty of sugar there. Um, yeah. We're back. I wasn't sure we were still recording or not. We are, for sure. For <laughs> Legit, sure. nice. Yeah. Um, Brought to you by Casa Bonita. <laughs> I think we've been gone for, feels like, eight weeks, and DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook still haven't signed anywhere. They don't uh, want to do training camp. No. <laughs> All these veterans. <laughs> All these. <laughs> I think. Yeah, there's not even any, like, rumors right now of, like, any being close. It's kind of wild. Like Hopkins, I know will be on a team sooner or later. Dalvin Cook, he should be on one, but I don't know where. He'll be on. I can't even think about it. Like I can't think where is a good fit. And there's a lot of guys: Ezekiel Elliott, Cream Hunt, Cream. The list is crazy. That's the one name people haven't even talked about was Fournette. Fournette, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of running backs out there, and I think. For most of these guys, it's going to take a training camp injury before they get signed. But I think they'll find a team one way or another. Yeah. It's just kind of, yeah, it's up in the air with that. We're starting to get all the uh, the buzz, all the hype, hype news going around. I talked about it. Sky Moore. Apparently, can't believe everything. Apparently looks better than last year. He's really stepped up his game. You can't believe everything. I have seen like three different ones hyping up Romeo Dobbs, though, saying yeah. that he's taken taken his game to the next level. He seems to be Jordan Love's favorite target. So things to monitor. Over Christian Watson. Yeah. Things to monitor there. Um, you know, who knows? Jordan Love might not be a good quarterback though. So. There's a lot to go into all that. We're going to get even more as it goes along. I think more than the hype, I kind of just look on who's moving up depth charts. That wasn't was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of where I go, where I look at. We're going to look at tight ends today, and uh, none, none of those guys ever move up. <coughs> they all move down. Um, they're all terrible. Did you see Josh Allen blame the media? For the whole blowing up the Stefan Diggs stuff. And it's like, did you not hear your coach who said uh, it was a big deal he was missing? Even though he's the one who sent him home. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just yeah. don't get what's going on there. It's so confusing. Yeah, I think Buffalo is going to be the disappointment this year. Um, it looks like that. Um, up yeah. Like I just don't, yeah. I think they might still squeak into the playoffs, but I could see Miami... Or the Jets possibly taking the division. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's looking not great over there, Buffalo. Not at all. So, not a good place to be. I really don't think I can have any more news, though, that we can really go over. Yeah, I don't think so. Chiefs White House visit news? Or? Ends with cocaine <laughs> in the White <laughs> How suspicious. Mm hmm. Andy Reid. Was that damn Travis? What were you doing? Damn Travis Kelsey. That's why he's got so much energy. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm 32 now and I don't have that energy. Jesus. You know why? Because I'm not on cocaine, allegedly. Because well, you don't have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes throwing you football. That's so. true. I also don't. I, I work a full time job. I don't get to play a game for a living. It's not a game. It's a game. It's life. <laughs> football is life, amigo. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get into tight ends. I mean, the only other news is. Uh, Watch out for all those suspensions coming from gambling addicts. Oh, that's ridiculous. Apparently you can't stop gambling once you get in the NFL. Apparently that's impossible to but do. But apparently players could gamble on the the matchup where it was Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes versus Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. That was fine for them to gamble on. They can gamble on stuff. They just can't gamble on the NFL and they can't gamble in team facilities. Pretty simple rules. No. Those are dumb rules. Made by dumb people. <laughs> Made by dumb people. But really, are they going to make the type of money they're making in the NFL gambling? No. Probably not. You're going to lose all your money that you make in the NFL doing that shit. More than likely. <laughs> Am I going to become smarter by hanging out with the guys in our league? No, but I still do it because it's fun. I heard a rumor. <laughs> hey, you've a- got some... You've got. Dean with a engineering degree, so that's a pretty smart man. How many championships does he win? <laughs> Zero. Okay, I don't Damn. care about his degree. Damn. What were you saying, Jose? I heard a rumor that a player in the NFL lost sixty or seventy grand gambling. That's nothing. Yeah. To them, Michael Jordan loses that on a daily. But see, I, I understand. <laughs> isn't the locker room like tradition or? Normalcy that they all gamble on stupid stuff like ping pong, video yeah. games. Yeah, but I don't, like that's that. not. But that's well, not gambling that's still, on sports. It's not sports yeah, you, gambling. Hey, your college teams against my college team. Blah blah blah. They gamble on that. Yeah, but they, that's just making a bet between two people. Yeah. You're not gonna go Why out don't you and do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you still could, win money. I'm sure people are putting fifty grand on Ohio State versus Michigan with somebody else in their locker room, and it's right. like, yeah, but there's they, just no paper trail. And it's there's easier, no, yeah. yeah, no paper trail. It's just like it's how, talk. It's just like suspensions. Like when it's like, oh, this person did this, and it's like if there's a video, okay, the suspension will go, but if. There is, if there's no video, there's less likely of a harsh suspension. I finally saw the Kamara video because this trial's coming up here this month. What's that look like? And it was pretty bad. Way worse than I expected. Kamara? And here, and here I, th- I was just ignoring it, his suspension, but it might be more than six games. Did he just completely whoop the guy's ass or what? Well, yeah. And not only that, he claimed it was in self-defense, but they, it was like three-on-one. The dude was like passed out on the ground. So at that point, you should probably stop, you know? Oh, yeah. So yeah. The worst, it gets worse because now he pled not guilty and then moved on to a higher court and there's going to be a jury involved. So unless those strangers in the jury yeah, it's making care it. about our fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't even matter because it's like Roger Goodell. Yeah, exactly. Judge, jury, and executioner, even if he's found not guilty. Yeah, then you like could Deshaun. Just, yeah. <laughs> Has, have you seen the video of Tyreek yet? Of the slap or oh, something? No. Uh-uh. I, I, I haven't. I just was Is curious if there's a video a or not. It's on Father's Day. I heard um, it was on like a, the drop, on the dock or something when they were, they were fucking around on somebody's boat who they didn't know. <laughs> or something like it sounds like they were definitely 100% in the wrong like dicking around on somebody else's boat the guy came down told him to get off or something and he got slapped by Tyreek mm. and he tried to pay him like $200 and that's when the guy knew who he was and what would you like me to convert $100 to? <laughs> who was that? wow get okay. off my phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah send me $100 <laughs> oh wow well, Ty- Tyreek's trying to pay you off. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, the hell just happened? Yeah. The FBI is listening, man. Oh, Jesus. FBI's listening. I that's just another question mark when it comes to running backs is like what are we gonna do if there's no real answer? Just pop that tap. Um about the Camaro situation if it gets closer to draft season. It's like Just avoid it this season. Why but not? Uh, yeah, I mean I you mean, can avoid him, but it's like 
are you taking the risk on Jamal Williams then? Or are you move him in dynasty, honestly? I mean it makes it makes him and uh the rookie a little bit more Kendrick favorable. Miller. Yep. Yeah, they just I See that's the crazy part. Are these big names that uh, in running back, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Kamara, and all these young guys getting opportunities, it might get moved on by. Like they'll get moved on. Yeah. They'll, they might not get a second opportunity just because there's so many running backs available. I think, honestly, I'll probably be avoiding what did Melvin Saints Gordon players. Say? Which, so, it sucks to be a running back in the NFL. Yeah. Which it does, but... 100%. Yeah. I think... I don't know what's going to change it. Running backs going on strike. Well, then other guys will just pop in. Then. Yeah, like the lower-end guys are going to come in. And they'll just be like, fine. And if it's like, unless they completely crap the bed, then it's like, yeah, oh, well. well you some guys of those, just proved our point. but A little bit, but some of those guys are definitely, you know, there's a difference. But And even they I'd, won't need to prove themselves because they don't want to get them injured, so they'll just run with committees. And it's like also you... It's hard to say running backs go on strike when it's like that's the position group that has the shortest lifespan in the mm-hmm. NFL, and it's like, do you really want to take a year off? And we saw what happened to Le'Veon doing that, so <laughs> yeah. No, you don't want to take a year off. I was just thinking what happened to Carry On Johnson. Injuries wasn't right. Just yeah. all these peop- high pick running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Not looking good for him. Second round pick, Charbonnet. Idiots. Oh, running backs, running backs, running backs. But this is a tight end show. This is a tight end show. I mean, we have to fill out some time because tight ends it's very short. Are, are, very, are very, very <laughs> short. So we're going to get into the rankings for the redraft, but we're also going to talk about, you know, typical strategies that we go with versus what we may be looking at this year um for so sure we'll go ahead and we're just gonna do a top 10 because top 12s are ridiculous for tight ends there's not 12 good tight end <laughs> there could be uh you know notable names that were left off i think greg dulcich is probably the one that's has the chance to be kind of more of the breakout uh, what was the stat that you said to the group in the group chat the other day? Of, like rookie oh, tight ends that have averaged like 50, 40 yards or. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, tight ends under 23 years old uh, to average 40 plus yards a game in the last 10 years. There's only two of them Dulcich and Pitts. Yeah, so, I mean, Dulcich has a chance here in Denver to, you know, take that next step. Will he? Not many tight ends have. Um, so there's that. You know, Chigakonkwo out of Tennessee looks to be right now the second option behind Traylon Burks. So, you know, he's a guy that can. And he's super athletic. Yeah. The, has touchdown upside. I think that's the thing. Is you're looking for those guys. If it's a risky one, like late round, you're looking for a Dulcich or a Conquo mm-hmm. that are athletic freaks and, you know, have that high playability. You don't want to go out there and look for a less talented Jason Witten. Who's that? Um, yeah, I'm taking a shot at the Cowboys already. <laughs> um, Cole Komet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was somebody a lot of people took a shot on last year. I didn't want to. We didn't expect them to run it like 80% of the time, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so getting into our top 10. Number 10, we have Pat Fryermuth. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Chowder has him at 7. I have him at 11. And Jose has him at 10. So I'm the lowest. Chowder's the highest. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just concerned with, I. some people see Kenny Pickett taking the next step. I don't really see. I don't see it from Kenny Pickett. I think, you know, he's at the very best a game manager. Yeah. And then we've talked about it with, um, what's his name? The tight end they just drafted. 
Um, was it Washington? Yeah, the guy from Georgia, Washington right? Washington from Georgia. It was a huge, huge body, red yeah. zone kind of target. And then, you know, you still have Kenny, not Kenny Pickens, uh, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. We should bounce back. And yeah, but I'd, I'd look at his, like, stats from last year. Allen Robinson. Don't forget that name. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Steelers do magically wide receivers. You never <laughs> but, know. Like, he had 63 catches, 732 yards, and two touchdowns. I can see him improving on all of that. And if he improves the touchdowns to five, I mean, ten, you're, I think it's doable. Yeah, you don't need a whole lot as a tight end. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that offensive line was hugely improved. I think they drafted Broderick Jones or something like that, a left tackle. And then they signed a couple of guards, free agents, mm-hmm. veterans. So the Steelers' offensive line improves. Kenny Pickett improves. I could see it. Top 10. Yeah, I mean, rookie year, he had 60 catches versus 63 last year. His yards went up like crazy last year from 497 to 732. But the touchdowns were what was down. Seven his rookie year, only two last season. So That was a brutal offense. Yeah. I I think that's just my thing is I don't really necessarily believe in the passing offense of the Steelers. Um, and this is not just Fryermuth. Like I doubt I see m- myself taking Pickens at all, and yeah. Deontay Johnson unless it's a good value. I probably will stay away from that as well. They don't want a shootout in that division. <laughs> no. Just run the ball, possess it. The only team that's built for a shootout is the Bengals. Yep. No. Fryermuth comes in at number 10. At number 9, we have David Njoku of the Cleveland Browns. The Browns. He, I think, he was lowest on Chowders. I hate him. Just kidding. <laughs> at number 10, I had him at 9. Jose at 8. So, I mean, pretty close in, together with all of us, but. Yeah, 58 catches, 628 yards, and four touchdowns last year. Can that be improved on? I think so. Playing with the, I mean, just getting used to playing with the quarterback that you're going to be playing with for the full year and not this half-and-half mix-up baloney. I think, you know, that that passing offense definitely has to be better if the Browns want to even compete, and I think he's going to be a go-to target because you got who do you got after Cooper? Um, uh, Elijah Moore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your boy. I mean, they have been in talks about DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, I, I see Njoku probably being the second option. He's pretty athletic, like. We were just talking about Elijah Moore being the number one for the Jets last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at his numbers when Watson came back. That offense is nothing how it's going to be this year. Because by that time in the season when he came back, they weren't going to change things up from Brissett that much. It's kind now of... they can put the whole Watson offense in. It's gross, though. I mean, the targets are pretty nice there. But, yeah, 59 was the highest yardage. And yeah, but that offense was pretty like garbage. Once Watson came back, I felt like just couldn't get anything in the groove. Yeah, kind of struggling to do whatever. And I definitely think it's different when you have a full off season. You don't have all this shit hanging over your head. Kind of, it's all behind him now, for the most part. But outside the fans who are gonna keep chanting. So it's never going to be behind until him. I no, come but, out until my but it's story. it's behind him, and he doesn't have to worry about you know am I going to be suspended or I can't be at my team facility for twelve weeks. Right, know? thing was looming for a while. Yeah, once again another guy that's a freak athlete. Um, mm-hmm. Crazy speed. I forget what his forty was, but I know it was like four five in that kind of range. So as big as he is, he's a weapon. Nope. Yeah. Tight. So it's gross talking about. I was tight about to say when gross. when you're talking like this, it's like you're you're talking top ten tight ends, and 
we're going guys that can barely get above 600, 700 yards. <laughs> well, that's why you want that upside. Like, if you think they might finish higher than that. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go to a guy that did finish kind of high and still only had 766 yards, four touchdowns. Evan Ingram last year. Uh, I felt like he had a better year than that. That's but, all he had? Yeah. I think it's because he turned it up late in the year and in the playoffs. Well, and he had some blow-up. He had games where he had few, like, 100-yard games, which helps. But I, it sucks when you... When you hear those stats, it's like, how was it that low? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, um, week 14, 11 catches, 162 yards. Week 15, 8 catches, 62 yards. Oh, that, that 162 was with two touchdowns as well. And then week 15, seven catches, 113 yards. So around mm. the fantasy playoffs is really when he started making his mark. He and got to the championship. But by that time, you were just picking him up off waivers? Probably. I mean, he was decent enough from weeks four through like nine to probably where he was on the roster. So but. quarterbacks usually make their biggest jump their second year, right? Yeah. This is Trevor Lawrence's second year with this offense. And I don't think that Urban Meyer year really counted for much. I think Trevor Lawrence ruined Urban Meyer, not the other way around. <laughs> you're, you're defending Urban Meyer? <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that. No, no not at all. Uh, so, but, yeah, I mean, his targets were just kind of up and down, which is weird. But Does it make you, like, a little nervous with, you know, they've got uh, Ridley. Ridley coming back. Kirk. I'm nervous with know. any tight end not named Kelsey, but, yeah, yeah. It, gets, it makes me nervous with more weapons around. Last like, year, you're worried about Chanel. Huh? Oh, yeah. LaVisca. Visca, he's gonna break out one, break of, these out one of these years. One of these years, <laughs> but this is about he's tight gonna ends. what break out of jail? No, but this is about tight ends. Okay, so Evan Ingram coming in at number seven. We have Darren Waller, the Wall Man, who could easily finish top five. Uh, did I have him in my top five? I don't think so. No, he wasn't even close. Um, and it comes in at number nine for Chowder, number seven for me, and number seven for Jose. So why are you lower Chowder? You had Ingram and Fryermuth over him. Please I do think tell. A lot of it's injury history. I don't know if you can stay hey, healthy. We can't predict that. I know you you're can't. But, like, if they're but healthy, I get what do you that. want? I, I don't know because I don't know what that team's going to look like with, like, the Giants. Like, I think that's why I you want to You want to hear the receivers? Like, in all reality, no, I get it. Like, uh, definitely, like, there. But, you know, Fairmouth, I think, has a better chance to be a more consistent person on that team. And Ingram. I think Danny Dimes is a little bit more polished passer than Kenny Pickett in that offense. It's hard to say. With Dayball? Yeah. Dayball's a yeah. pretty good coach. I think you know, that offense Josh changes if, if they don't have Saquon. It it changes if they don't have a piece like that. Like, yeah, some way you can just toss it to and they take it like 80 yards. I mean, you just... They're, they're a running team. They're, they're built to run, and right now you don't know if that's what they're going to be able to do. And if I were a team, guess who's going to get double covered until they get a wide receiver there? Waller. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you look at the Raiders last year. They were built on the run. Josh Jacobs was one of the leading rushers in the league. I mean, granted, they had Devontae Adams, so it's like you said, mm-hmm. they couldn't. No one, no team could really double Waller. Yeah, but last year wasn't a great year for him, right? Yeah. Injuries. I mean, but even then, we just healthy. talked about Evan Ingram and Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth, two touchdowns. Yeah. And Ingram, four and he had three alone. He had three alone in nine games. Yeah. So it's like he has, you know, yeah. that big play. There's a Not very high play, upside for sure yeah. about Before it. Before Adams like, arrived, it was just Waller on the Raiders. Like, in all reality, he's probably going to be someone, unless you're playing with, like, a, a, a Raider fan or something, probably going to be someone you're going to be able to steal a little later in the draft than what they should go, Yeah, technically. My, yeah, my thing with him, I think, is if he's healthy for 
at least three four, three quarters of the season. I'm it, I think it's a guaranteed at least six touchdowns. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why I have him higher. Um, it's just he he presents that that playmaking ability. Yeah. And then yeah, as we said, the receivers there. He's healthy I think, going into the year, right? Yeah. I think the receivers there could surprise. Like they've got a lot of you know good receivers. I don't have anyone that's shown to be great. Mm-hmm. They just signed Paris Campbell. <laughs> I think if if anything, it'd be, I think Wandell Robinson could fill into that one role, but Waller, I very well could be the target leader for the Giants. You said quarterbacks love their tight ends. They do. That they do. I'm going to keep You got a 30, 31, 32 year old coming in. Like it's kind of coming down the. Got it. I mean, it's not easy to turn around from all the injuries, and he is the vet then, huh? On that receiving core, definitely. Number six, we have Dallas Gadair. Everybody has a man number six. It hurt. So, I want. Where did he finish last higher. year? I don't know where he finished last year. He only played in twelve games. Um, still at seven hundred yards, fifty-five catches, three touchdowns. So, I mean, his targets. He had. He had 69 targets overall, but that's just, which is pretty on par for his average. But, I mean, this is his. That last year was his first full year without Ertz. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it oh, was, yeah. you know, where we were trying to see the real progression of him. And I think he showed in the games that he was healthy. It's just he was banged up. A lot, and then you know AJ Brown and Devonta Smith were yeah. were great, but I think more of the same. I don't I mean, see this offense taking a step forward because I don't know if there's a way you can. That's kind of just what's hindering my upside for it's him. Very efficient. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I get the, but his upside is in all reality. He wasn't a touchdown dependent tight end to be able to get you good points, which I liked. Yeah, he was someone who was very much getting points, points off of point off of that, and then his yards. He played twelve games and had seven hundred. If he had five more games, I think we would have had three thousand yard guys with Smith and Brown too. I think he would have been able to get there. He had yeah. another, I think, hundred and forty-one in the playoffs. So I just look at it though, and it's and like. Was, playing the Giants where we didn't pass the ball at all and we just kept running it down their throats. Hurts had 22 touchdowns last year. Passing. Yep. Can that number improve? Improve? 100%. I mean, it can, but I think, you know, I he had 13 rushing. So it's like... Yeah, I think... Well, as his career goes on, he's going to have to improve. I think it definitely does. That's that's where they're going to keep looking for that improvement is in the passing game because if he paid attention to any other running quarterback in the league for the most part, once they start losing their legs and that ability, if their passing isn't to where it needs to be, they're they're out pretty quick. I think think 30 is probably the highest that I can see Hurts go with but you know it's just it's just hard because it's like you have two pro bowl caliber receivers mm-hmm. and i think that's just kind of where i'm caught up you obviously bring back bring in deandre swift who's a great pass catching running back kenneth gainwell is good at pass catching penny not he's great but he's, inside know, runner. he's a decent pass catcher as well but yeah he'll be the, probably get the most carries mm-hmm. so it's like there's a lot of a lot of targets, a lot of carries, a lot of everything go around. So it's like, just kind of put him in the top five. There's a lot. Could I mean, do it. There's just five other guys that I'd rather have over him. Yeah, that offense doesn't have to feature their tight end. Mm-hmm. And then at number five, starting those five guys, we'd rather have Kyle Pitts, Chowder at five, me at four, Jose at five. I like him. <laughs> little little, <laughs> little question on the quarterback play. Um, what you don't believe in Desmond Ritter? You know what the you know what I'm really excited for is the fact that they have Heineke. He's who, gonna get replaced. Who's gonna who's gonna very well be the happen. starter 
I would say by probably week five ish. They both play this year for sure. I think. I don't know about week five. But... Unless Ritter comes out lighting it up, I don't think you can give Ritter much more time. Yeah. Like if you're really wanting to compete in that division, like they are, in, like we talked about before, their division is so wide open. They're waiting for Caleb Williams next year. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think just, I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get Caleb Williams. I think they're going to be told to be that bad if Desmond Ritter work. doesn't step it up. And they've built their defense up. They have a pretty good offensive line. Their run game last year was great as it mm-hmm. is. And they bring in, yeah. you know, the best running back prospect in a while. Algier? Oh wait, no, Robinson. <laughs> Bijan, and then so I. I just don't see it. I don't see him being that bad, yeah. But, yeah, I mean. In that division? Kyle, I mean. Yeah, Kyle Pitts thing, yeah. has three career touchdowns. So, obviously, those numbers can go up. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you ask Julio Jones. Where do you finish that? I was going to say, Julio Jones is someone that every year you probably like, he can improve on the touchdown number. Yeah. He but can, he also doesn't have the same quarterback year after year, too, so. I mean, he had a thousand yards his rookie year, which no tight end really does. I think that just shows you the talent level mm-hmm. of a guy like Pitts, and why everybody's still holding on to all this hope that he's gonna be this stud. Um, we've talked about it in the past too. He's still only twenty-two years old, which mm-hmm. is insane, going into his third year. Damn. And he was on pace for another hundred targets season last year. Usually, only the top tight ends get that. So I think we're still waiting to see it. We're waiting to see if they get the right coach and the right quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, because his rookie year with a thousand yards, if he would have added three or four more touchdowns, we'd be talking about one of the, the oh, best, better. the best rookie Tight season of a, ever. ever. Well, yeah. that's not a high bar, and it's not a high bar, but like. To do it, it's a bar that's tough to beat right now. I mean, we talked about all these pretty good tight ends, and none of them had over a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Pitts is Pitts did it year one, so it's like, yeah, it's quarterback play. Can they support it enough? And I mean, it's still just him and Drake London, so there's a lot of targets to be passed around between them. I mean, I guess you could throw in Bijan now, yeah, but I think you got to be careful and lighten up Bijan. You can't. Overuse him. The, the NFL runs their running backs to the ground and discards them. <laughs> says, we still have three more years of that before that happens, okay? But this is about tight ends. Yeah, so Pitts has that high upside. And I think this year, I, for me, I think this is the year that it finally, Hopefully. finally happens. You're just trying to get vindicated. I wonder what his over-under touchdowns is. Probably gotta be gotta low. Gotta be probably four and a half. If it's that, I'll probably I'm probably gonna put a bet on the over. On the over. Yeah. Um. While you look that up, though, we'll go to number four. T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Let's see, Jose had him at tight end number three. I had him at number five. Chowder at four. Three four five. Three four five. Um, I basically I think I'll start since I was the lowest on him. I mean, last year it was basically him and Jefferson. I think you know adding Jordan Addison into that mix. I'm not saying Jordan Addison will be great, but I'm just saying he's going to get targets, and there's no way he can finish worse than what Adam Thielen did last year. Mm-hmm. As the number two guy, so I think that's just kind of why I'm a little undervalued on him compared to most. But I mean, he's he's a great tight end in I, in a season or in a league where it's not a whole lot. I just really liked like I think there's some kind of he's got a really good connection with Kirk. You may have that Addison may be coming back, you know, or coming in and all this and that, but. When you get 9, 10, 9, 6, 6, 8, 9, 16, 12, they love to pass the ball there. Uh, I think without Dalvin Cook, they're going to have to probably throw the ball just as much again. 
I get you and like see these targets and stuff like that, but I also see a lot of ones where it's like high targets. Didn't do much with it. Um, yeah. So it's like that's kind of hard for me. You're talking a seven catch for 45 yards, and you like seeing the seven catches, but the 45 yards is kind of ugly. You know, yeah. nine targets, three catches, 33 yards, four catches, 33 yards. I mean. We've been over these tight end numbers. For yeah, some, I was that's about to great. say, 40 yards for a tight end. But when we're putting Hawkinson up here with some of the best tight ends in the league, guys that have proven it year in, year out, that's kind of just why I'm a little bit more hesitant. His big game was in Detroit last year where he had eight catches, 179 yards, and two touchdowns. He did have a 13-catch, 109, two touchdowns with Minnesota as well. But I, How many yards did... Cousins throw for last year? Uh, I don't know I how much he threw for, but 40, it was like a little bit. Over I would imagine it was probably four, four thousand, four thousand five hundred and forty-seven. So forty-five hundred yards. And the the two biggest options are Jefferson and him, Hawkinson. Yeah, but like I said, Jordan Addison, the rookie coming over, I think he'll get some targets. I'm not saying it's going to take I mean, a he, whole lot from, yeah. but you're more replacing than, Thielen more than him. what Thielen did last year. You know, Addison's the type that, you know, he has that one catch for 70 yards and a touchdown. That takes a whole drive mm-hmm. away from Hawkinson, who's more of a tight end that likes to get those catches for first down. He's the safety blanket. Yeah, so. I think that's what's kind of, that's what sucks about it, too, is his, because he's that, he doesn't go downfield, so he's not getting these big catches where he's breaking open for 40 yards and a touchdown. It's five-yard, 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 ten-yard catch, like, it's all short stuff, getting hit right away. Hopefully he can show some ability to break away and get outside, but I think it helps kind of he got traded midseason. He has the like report with him, but I think, you know, being able to see what he can do and build him into offense a little bit, spread him out maybe. And they have to involve him because they traded for him. Mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of looking at the his – I mean, it's July, so it's hard to really gauge this, but his um, overall draft position, he's going in, like, the fourth round. I think that's kind of where I am. That's kind of high. Partly, yeah, out, too. It's like, I don't know if he's going to return that value at fourth round. Because you can still get a good receiver, too. Yeah, there's going to be some really good receivers. Like, I think Miles Sanders is going in that range. And, you know, I would rather take the receiver or the running back over – TJ Hawkinson at that yeah. point and risk it with some of these other guys that we've mentioned before yeah, well personally that's, that's a few of them when you get up there because you got the people who are all in on tight ends and they'll buy they'll, they'll get them but although when you fall 30 points behind to the Colts you got to throw <laughs> so it's good to have Hawkinson <laughs> yeah too bad that's one of his worst games 33 yards and no touchdowns wow was against them. Really? Yeah, but I think when they, I think that game, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Colts blew it and they just kept turning the ball over. And yeah, that was a, like, such a oh, Matt Ryan. So bizarre of a game. Such a bizarre game. Was it Matt Ryan? It, uh, oh yeah, it was yeah. because it was. They kept talking about him blowing being it. the worst. Bl- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blowing and then it. They again. put Nick Foles in for a little. <laughs> uh, number three, we have George Kittle. San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to be honest. I was kind of surprised to see you had him at three. I thought you were going to be lower on Kittle. Um, it's a little different dynasty versus this. I'm the lowest on Kittle. Right you now. are at four. So, I mean, three, three, and four. But I'm still avoiding him. You're avoiding him? I think he's going to go a little high for what I'd be willing to – not a big spender on on tight ends because he wasn't a big touchdown guy until last year. Yeah, eleven touchdowns last year. And Purdy's hurt, and definitely not going to keep up keep up what he was keeping up without Debo Samuel, without Ayuk. Purdy was throwing like one and a half touchdowns a game. He was playing ridiculous. I think I don't know. The reports are that Purdy's looking looking on track to you know be he, there for the start of the season. It's yet to be seen. But, and if it's Purdy, I think that's, you know. With a full year with McCaffrey. 
I uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. I'm actually. I feel like it's crazy to think coming off two years ago where Debo was insane, but Debo to me is the third option right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I think yeah. I. I think him saying I didn't want to be a running back anymore kind of hurt his value. That's kind of where he kind of made some money of getting some extra touches that you don't get being a wide receiver. Maybe he didn't want to run the ball anymore like that. Do we know what uh, week Purdy what? stepped in? For it, it was... Oh, like week three? Didn't no. just, uh, didn't uh, Trey Lance break his ankle then? No, yeah, but, but someone else came in, didn't Garoppolo? they? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Garoppolo, Garoppolo who came, came in, in for a while. played. Oh, he came back. And, and then, then he got hurt. I want to say he was... I want to say it was like. Hey, Trayvon's might be maybe? the truth. And he steps up and he just runs the ball a lot, which takes away from Kittle. I mean, I'm just going to throw out these numbers because I know he started these last at least four games. Brock Purdy did. Mm-hmm. Um, the last four weeks for George Kittle two touchdowns, two touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns. So yeah. if Purdy well, if Purdy's there, that's his guy. You know, Purdy's not going to keep that up though. I guess that's where you get a little hesitant, a little hesitant though, because you know he's got twenty eight yards, twenty two, twenty six, twenty one, yeah, thirty nine, twenty four, twenty eight. He has so many of just the twenty pointers too. Is that something you're willing to? Nothing on Kittle, I'd still take him. But is it something you're willing to spend a? What probably a third round draft pick on to I get think him? He's going after Hawkinson See, right I, now, and I think Hawkinson is more of a big play guy than Kittle is. He could take it the distance if he needs to. Who Hawkinson over Kittle? Yeah. Oh, Kittle can know. do it pretty easily. I think Kittle is probably one of the better ones at doing that shit. Kittle and, right now is Andrews and Kelsey are the only ones that do that. Shit. Going around pick fifty five versus where Hawkinson was going pick forty. So fifteen pick differential. So it's I'd like be if, shocked if he lasts that long. If I could get a receiver in the fourth and come back and get Kittle, I'd rather do that than pick Hawkinson and then mm-hmm. see who's there in the fifth. Um, when you can get Waller later on, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point as well. I mean, we'll talk about draft strategies after we do this with tight yeah. ends, but um, yeah. I mean, it shows you the the biggest question mark with them and anybody on that team is the quarterback of who's going to be there. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd like to say he's a good safety blanket for Lance, but who knows if that's true? He's a good safety blanket for anybody. For anybody. Number two, Mark Andrews, our number one last year. I was going to say, are you sure you don't want to put him at number I mean, one? you're laughing, but so I mean, he what, still had... what was the thought again? He had 73 catches, 847 yards, and five touchdowns last year. And that was with Lamar out for most of the year. So, sure. I mean... Well, and even then, he had that, but, like, likely had a pretty good stats filling in for him, too. So, yeah, I think it was more of a circumstance for Andrews last year. Than anything, I mean, first five weeks, seven targets, 11, 13, 5, 10, and then week six, another 11. So it's like his, through the first six weeks, he was, you know, putting up numbers. And after week six, he didn't catch a single touchdown. And, yeah. And I would argue circumstances get worse this year. Lil BJ, I don't Zay think Flowers, they do. I don't think they do. J.K. Dobbins healthier. J.K. Dobbins is holding out for a new contract, even though he's played one year. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, you have those guys, but none of them is are really a red zone threat. Yeah. So Andrews is the red zone guy. Um, he needs those touchdowns. Well, and I think with the guys you just named, it just, you know, takes some pressure off. You got to. You can't just sit there and go, oh, where's... You can't identify Andrews and just be like, oh, we're keying off of him. Dude, Hopefully, I'm not saying Odell's going to have a good year. I'm thinking Flowers will over him. Yeah. But you get some people up blowing over the top, and you can't you can't sit underneath on Andrews. And Andrews is good enough. He could do whatever he wants. And even if not, it's like so OBJ's that, coming off a torn ACL. Rashad Bateman has not proven to stay healthy. He's definitely the best receiving option on that team. 
I think after this year, it'll be Zay Flowers. But, I mean, Bateman showed mm-hmm. in the few games he was able to play last year. I think he's got that home run ability. But if you can't stay healthy, it doesn't really mean anything. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of was shocked to see the 73 catches, 847 yards, and five. You know, it felt like he had a really terrible year, but... It felt like it being an owner of him in fantasy because it's not what you draft. I drafted him way too early to be dealing with yeah. five, ten point games. Like yeah, you, exactly. you drafted him to get you double digits on average. Where did he like, go? Like second round? Oh, you third? drafted him in the second or late second, early third, probably. Yeah. But what did Mark drafted him, right? First pick in, in the, the second fr- round. First pick, second round. Oh, that's right. So, I mean, people, it just depended on how you felt about people, but. It's not. I, I mean, yeah. You just draft him that high. You're hoping. Had Kelsey you get, gone when he drafted no. him? No. that? I feel like he drafted him over Kelsey. He did. Yeah. He must have listened to you guys. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Speaking about Kelsey. Weird. Number one. As he's been for almost every year, recently. And his situation just keeps getting better and better. Um, Sky Moore. Okay. Sky Moore. I thought you were going to say he's good. older. Having a pretty good camp. Yeah. <laughs> Sky Moore, baby. Be more afraid Clyde of father time than Edwards Sky Edwards Alaire is coming You're back. saying words that don't mean anything. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, is he going to match what he did last year? That's going to be a hard ask. I mean, I... But is he going to get over 1,000 yards with fucking five-plus touchdowns? Hell yeah. I pretty much stayed away from him just in general the last few years just because I've never, out. I have never been the guy. Because he keeps getting higher and higher drafted. I think I year. traded for him one year. But, uh, yeah, it's just hard because it's like it's been, high, yeah, like you said, higher and higher. And it's like right up. now he's going in the top five picks. Yeah, that's and the highest like, he's ever been. I'm not doing that. So I'm going to no. miss out on him again yeah. because I'm not spending a top five pick on the oh, tight end. Oh, you're telling us your draft secret strategy? I'm telling you, my, we're going to talk about strategies here in a second. It's just crazy. 110 catches, 152 targets last year. 12 touchdowns, 1,300 yards. And a lot of those touchdowns were long touchdowns. Against the Raiders. He had seven catches. Hey, you got to play for twenty five yards. On schedule, okay? he, no, he had seven catches for twenty five yards, but four touchdowns. I think yeah. I played against him that day, what? that week. I In yeah, fantasy. Uh-huh. You were playing some guy that. Had him. Yeah. Against the Chargers here. I think that was the day, the week that I played against he who shall not be named. You knew the Raiders <laughs> were going to screw you somewhere. The Raiders. Yeah. I mean, that's a D two defense in the NFL roster. We're the ones that drafted a white cornerback in the third round, all right? I'll oh, get that boy nice, okay? You know, that's, <laughs> Shout outs to Riley This guy, Moss. Kelsey's worst week for targets was six. Was that against Cincy? Was the us? lowest against Cincy. No, I was like, he... There was one week we no, shut him down. Nine, he had nine targets one game against Denver and ten against them another. Had seven catches the last one no, for Justin only Sims 43 yards. And then the other one was four catches for 71. So He doesn't have the greatest games against us, which that's our highlight of the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's been, like, you guys have, have had the defense for a few years. You guys have just struggled on the offense. Yeah, don't yep. remind me. Yeah. All right, let's get into our strategies of drafting tight ends. I've already kind of mm-hmm. said I usually hold off on drafting a tight end mm-hmm. until mid to late rounds. And to be honest, I'll probably do it again. <laughs> I, just, I think it's tough. Like last year, I think was probably the first time I spent like a fifth round pick on somebody, and it was Goddard, which I liked until he got hurt. But... Shoot, I'm a waiver wire warrior, and I'll just be looking for you to drop your tight end that's underperforming. And then late in the season, look at the matchups and stash them on your bench. I try to go for the teams that drafted tight end early and are struggling. And try and offer him a trade, but it usually never works out for me. Um, That's another good strategy. That way you can end up with Kelsey or Andrews. Yeah, but if you probably have them, you're probably not, especially Kelsey. I think that's the teams that are probably going to do worse, the ones that do spend those higher picks on tight end. I mean, their running backs are going to get hurt. Their receivers are going to get hurt. 
you just said it though. They're they're not drafting high on a running back, so yeah. You know, if somebody takes Kelsey instead of drafting um, Henry. No, I'm thinking what's his name uh, from Indy last year. Oh, Taylor. Uh, Jonathan. Yeah, like you know, Taylor had kind of a bust year. So and he the was person who yeah, so the year. person who drafted him at number one, they're they're stuck with a guy that wasn't even close to performing. Yeah, what they needed. True. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. That's from why our receivers are up there this year. So who's going to be the receiver that underperforms? I'm looking at our you know mock draft from a couple weeks ago, and it's like, obviously we talked about where Kelsey's going around the top five picks. And I, I'm not willing to. I don't know if whether either of you two would be willing to take him that high. but I think home leagues are going to take longer to catch on than online leagues. Possibly, because they don't have – like if you're a home league and you don't have that – People don't have those computers in front of them showing them the, you know, yeah. typical draft position. Because that's a huge change. You went up quick. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, looking at Mark Andrews going in the third round, he's going around guys like Tony Pollard, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne, Metcalf, Devonta Smith, Debo So, who's Samuel. your number one value based on where they're going? kind of? I mean, Goddard or Pitts. Goddard, Pitts. I think Pitts will kind of fall a little bit, which makes it a little bit better and easier to go after him. Because, yeah, I'm looking at Pitts right now. I mean, but if you said Kittle's got the 55th right now, like you said, that's pretty good value for someone like that. It's going around Jameer Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Keenan Allen, Lamar, Hopkins are the guys drafted around, and Aaron Jones drafted around Kittle. That's a lot of question marks. I mean, Kittle's a question mark in itself, but... And then Pitts the next round, he's going around guys like DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, McLaurin, Madison. Oh, wow. So it's like... I'd rather have McLaurin. Than Pitts? Yeah. And then who else did you say was the running back? Madison. Madison and Dobbins. Yeah, Madison or Dobbins. I don't know if I'd take... I'd take Pitts over at Madison, I think. For sure. I just don't believe in... Like he's, he's done he's, good. He's a good running back for sure. Killing but is in. he is he uh is he uh just to me he's not a uh, top dog gonna carry. Well, he doesn't have much competition. That's the good. Oh yeah, but I think I think it's a passing team though. That's a they're not gonna change their um, philosophy. Mo. Yeah, their their philosophy is gonna be let's throw let's throw the ball. Kirk Cousins. We got the best wide receiver in the league with Jefferson. Just Kirk like, Cousins is another thing. He's going to be on the move next year, maybe. So possibly. he's got a ball out. He's yeah. going to be doing a lot of the, you like that? You like that? But yeah, like I said, my strategy likely will be holding off, grab more positional players other than tight end. And I'll probably end up with a Greg Dulcich or a Chig Conquo. See if they can perform in the first couple of weeks. If Is not, your backup tight end or your starter? Probably the starter. Yeah. Try and build up those flex spots more. I think there's just more value when you have two open flex spots like we do. In that case. And getting the position players. Everett or Higby. That you can wait way further. Way I'd rather longer. have Higby than Everett. Talking about Everett. I'd take Higby for sure. Yeah, Everett's probably moved down to the fifth option. Oh, because all the receivers? <laughs> yeah, the receivers and Eckler. So it's like... Although I don't think they're going to start... They're going to keep using Eckler the way they have in the past just because the whole money situation. Everybody. Oh, they'll use him more now. <laughs> they're going to be like, hey, you want out? Fine. We're going to use you. Like, What's his contract now? I think I just, thought he got did a he? I think he just got more money this upcoming year or something like that. I didn't oh, see they're going to Melvin something. Gordon him. Yep. Yeah, I think he just they just gave him like a reach a pay boost restructured. Yeah, I think the Broncos did that with uh, Jamal Charles or some other players like that. Just for that year, they just gave more money. Or Chris Harris, Chris Harris Jr. That's who it was. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things to keep him happy. Yeah, and then move on. Yeah, and everybody thinks, oh look, they're putting more money into them. They're gonna bring him back. Nope. No, it's just like we can use you this year, mm-hmm. and then after. Just an honest discussion with them of, hey, we'll give you a little bit more, but I'm trying to think, like, 
other tight ends. Like, is there Grookey that you would be willing to take a chance on later in the draft? Michael Mayer for the Raiders, maybe taking over that Darren Waller spot. They brought in O.J. Howard. And they brought Dude, in... you mentioned him last year on the podcast too, O.J. I mean, I mention him every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it up. I think they brought somebody else in too, though, so it's like that one's hard. You have uh, Schoonmaker for the Cowboys. Don Kincaid? Don Kincaid is the you know top option if you want to try and risk it. But, I mean, your stat of... Uh. R.I.P. Dawson Knox. Your stat of only two players averaging mm-hmm. over 40 yards. It's not a great number to begin with. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. And then um, I can't think of what's his name. Drafted to the Lions. Um, uh, out of Iowa? Or was it? I think it was out of Iowa. It's the... Laporta guy? Laporta, yeah. Sam Laporta. Laporta. Yeah. There's been reports of him looking good. Once again, rookie. Don't expect too high, but mm-hmm. it's like first six weeks, you know, you have um, Amon Ra there. Oh, he's the number one option. And then who else do they really have behind him? Jameer Gibbs. Draft him everywhere you can. Do not. What? Actually, go ahead and draft him because I'm not taking him, so let someone else fall to me. Dude, how are you not in on Gibbs? I don't Why understand. am I in on him? That's what? There's about ten ends. Why? Okay, we're no, no, we're it. not gonna save it. Why would I be in on him? Because you've always liked Swift, and they've always wanted to be. They've always the Lions have always wanted Swift to be what Gibbs is already. Swift is a better running back overall. What'd you say? Swift is a better running back overall than Gibbs. You're just embarrassing yourself. I'm not embarrassing myself. I've watched Gibbs or Swift run in between tackles. He doesn't. He does. Compared to Gibbs, well, who like literally could not find a hole Swift in between tackles to Swift save his life. Swift can't do that either. Yes, he can. Swift is going to finish a better year than than Gibbs. Oh my God! This you're just giving me easy bets all the time. We take talk this about bet then. <laughs> take last, take this bet. You REO last take year's. No. This bet then. <laughs> there was no evidence that anything was agreed upon last year. <laughs> what? <laughs> There was no shaking of the hands. I will shake your hand right now. Who knows what we did after the podcast that day, right? We probably got a chair shot or something. So, (laughs) I'm not in on Gibbs. I never will be. But Swift over Gibbs, you said. This year, I'll take that bet. What about a healthy Logan Thomas from Washington taking a chance on him? I don't even know if he's with Washington Dude, I don't think he is. I was... Oh, my God. That was my ride-or-die waiver-wire guy last year. Ride-or-die waiver-wire guy. (laughs) And I would use him in and out of my lineup, and he was not the same from the previous year. I will not do it again. he's... Sam Howell, you do what you must do with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. That is so wild. But do not look Logan Thomas's way. Logan Thomas has been in the league since 1984. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of wild. I don't know. I think the tough part is like with the whole tight end drafting, you just got people that I feel like are you can get that are you don't have to jump on. You can get a Schultz later on, take a flyer chance on him to perform in Houston. Like, I mean, you yeah, Schultz. You can. Here's a couple of names that nobody mentions anymore: Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. What happened to the Patriots days? Well, Gasecki's well, there now. In New <laughs> yeah. England. John, who's in Atlanta. Let's just mention these tight ends that nobody's going to pick up. I think we'll, see, Gasecki's an interesting one, too. Like Gusecki? It, yeah, you're right, because Tua. I but, mean, another one that we haven't mentioned that I'd be somewhat interested in is Trey McBride. Was the best tight end coming out of last year. Yeah. And no one's talking about him. Ertz may not be ready well, for the beginning name of the year. The starting quarterback for the Cardinals? They haven't ruled Cole out McCoy. Kyler. <laughs> and they haven't ruled Cole out McCoy. Kyler being available for week one. Michael Toon or some shit like that? Yeah, something weird like that. But I mean, What's a rookie's favorite? <laughs> what's a quarterback? <laughs> exactly. Gotta remember that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're gonna get out of here, though. Be back again next week. We're gonna do it kind of weird. We're gonna talk about t- uh, quarterbacks next week. Boy. Quarterbacks like it well last year we didn't talk about tight ends till august yeah so we're gonna we're gonna end the rankings with the The good the goods with wide receiver and running backs 
probably end with receivers this year since it's probably the better position group. Keep our listener from London waiting. Yeah. Or who else? Over do, the pond. Where else do they listen? USA, um, London. I think Mexico. someone from Antarctica. I've listened to it in Mexico. Yeah, Antarctica. Antarctica. Um, I heard the, North Pole. Santa Claus listens to Zimbabwe. it Zimbabwe. Sure. Oh, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, yeah. Oh, no, I've never been there. I've heard yeah. of it, but never. Oh. South Korea, not North Korea. We're banned there. <laughs> We're banned there. We're banned there. Who knows if they did? We, we don't have know. any China. Know. No We're banned there, too. Because yeah. their president looks like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, oh, you're not allowed to say that. We're out here. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, everybody.